Is this going on YouTube? We have a YouTube? We have a YouTube. Dude, that's pretty cool. Check it out. Haunt Lift Eat on the YouTubes. Subscribe. Yeah, never too early for a plug. We need more subscribers and we need more views. That's right. Go watch something. Drop a like. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by Haunt Lift Eat official i'm carter and i'm here with the man behind the scenes of the podcast our podcast producer cole reed what's up dude what's going on it's a little different being on this end but of course we wait until monday night to release a tuesday tip so this is pretty on brand for us which uh i'm loving it loving it yeah appreciate you jumping in and helping me out with this one dude um, let's jump right into it because we got some information to dig through here. Pertinent, time-sensitive information. We are in the midst of application season. It's application season if you're interested in hunting out west. Um, states all across the west are going to be opening and closing at various points, basically from now until the end of May. Um and it's a lot to keep track of. So we're going to talk about a couple tips that we've picked up, a um, couple tips and specific hunts that we like that you might want to keep an eye on or check out, um, some changes in some uh, prices of tags that have been happening. Um, and yeah, we'll go from there, man. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds great. Sounds great, right. especially since... Uh, one of the things I've been hearing lately, and I think this is more important now than ever, is tags are going down. They're not issuing as much. So I think keeping track of all this and and listening to these tips, it's going to make people, I think, a little more successful. Yeah, and you know the number of tags may not be reduced, but there's definitely more people applying for those tags, um, making it more difficult than ever. Um, and there's a lot of issues like point creep that are making drawing tags a lot more difficult one of the tags we're going to talk about the wyoming general tag when i first started building points it was a three point slam dunk guarantee and now i'm hoping i draw with six points which is crazy because that's six years of your life right um so it's really you got to stay on top of this kind of stuff um you know as as you plan for what your personal strategy is for your western hunting uh career is a lame word but all your all your experiences and adventures um if you want to have a robust you want to have a robust portfolio so you can hunt somewhere every year um that's my goal that's your goal that's why we apply and build points in a couple different states so that we always have an option even if we can't draw in that state that year we got an option somewhere else so let's jump right into wyoming i got my notes here so what's the date today 22nd. Oh boy. So this is coming out tomorrow on the 23rd. So Wyoming elk, um, the deadline is the 31st. So we're real close. We've got till next Wednesday. If you're thinking about applying as a non-resident to Wyoming for elk, your deadline is next Wednesday. Um, so get those applications in if you're considering it. Um, a lot of things to think about with regards to Wyoming, especially in the last couple of years. Um, Wyoming, my personal favorite state. I love it for hunting. You and I have been on a couple trips there. Um, what are your general thoughts and feelings on the state? 
state is great. We we've done a couple hunts there now, and it's um, maybe it was just the units we were in, but man, it's I would say just unforgiving. It's it's a tough state to hunt in, or at least maybe just we, yeah. where where we were. But it's uh it's nice because we've seen a little bit of the little bit of the mountains, and we've also been out on the prairies, and so I think it's a great state. Whether you're looking for you know elk, deer, antelope, which is what we primarily focus in for for Wyoming. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, that's what we're going to focus on for this tips episode. Um, if you want to get into the some of the big five, uh, you know, do your own research. Prices are going way up, especially in Wyoming for bison, sheep, moose, grizz. Uh, what am I missing? Goat, mountain goat. Um, yeah, prices going up in the regions of the thousands of dollars. Um, yeah. But we're talking about antelope, deer, and elk. So um, deadline is the 31st, so get your applications in. Um, a couple statistics I picked up while doing research for this, um, and I love this kind of stuff. I love talking about draw odds and, and strategies for application season. But um, in 2020, there were th- over 30,000 people applied for the non-resident elk tags and the state gave out 7,200 elk tags, right? And over 30,000 people applied. Um, and so something interesting that Wyoming did is they have allocated more tags for residents and less for non-residents, which makes sense, right? Your residents should be, I think, should be on the on the fore end of drawing those tags. If I yeah. live there, I should have an elk tag, right? Um, I get that. That makes sense to me. And then another thing they did was they raised the prices of your special draw tags for elk, deer, and antelope as well by an astronomical number this year. Um, And they did that for a couple different reasons. And it may be annoying because it's wildly expensive now, where previously is some of the cheaper tags across the West. But um, they did it because of that figure I just referenced. And that's just, economics 101 that is high school economics right there um supply and demand right 30,000 people applying for 7200 tags uh that clearly tells you your your good is underpriced if that many people are applying for it right so uh they raise yeah. the prices in the special draw um by a lot <clears throat> right and if you don't know what we're talking about uh as non-residents you get put into a pool when you apply and you can apply in the special draw or the regular draw. Um, it's the same tag. One's just more expensive than the other. So uh, whatever amount of tags are allocated for non-residents, 40% of those go into the special draw and 60% go into the regular draw. Um, and what you're doing with the special draw is you're drawing the same tag as the regular, but you're paying more money. The idea being less people will apply in the special draw because it's more expensive. Um, so you should have better odds drawing that tag because there's less competition, right? So 40% of the tags allocated for non-residents go to the special draw. Um, and so your, your base price for your antelope deer and elk, 326 for your antelope, 374 for deer, and 692 for elk. That's your regular tag price right if you're looking at the special um in this in the special draw which one again you draw you you put in for the special for better draw odds two 
we need to fact check this before we get off here, but I believe the special draw doesn't use your preference points. Um, we need to fact check me on that there. Um, doesn't use your preference points, which is sweet. Um, those fees have gone up astronomically. So your special draw, you're paying the base fee plus the special draw license fee. And so elk, you're walking out of there for 1965 this year. Deer, 1200 Antelope, 1200 That's an expensive antelope. That's a very expensive. That's an expensive antelope. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of your prices that you're looking at as you're thinking about where you should be applying. Um, I think there's going to be a big shakeup this year in Wyoming in particular, uh, especially with point creep and people applying and this special draw increase. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm applying for the, for a Wyoming general elk tag. Hope I draw. Mm, I've got six points that says, hopefully I can. And, uh, and we'll see there, but, um, so get your elk applications in for Wyoming. Uh, and if you don't draw right, you can always check the leftover, the leftover draw, the leftover tags in the summer, um, which is June, end of June, June 28th, something like that. Uh, so yeah, usually end of June. Yeah. When do we usually find out for Wyoming? Like May? Usually like mid May, I want to say. Well, for deer and antelope, right? For elk, you find out sooner, I believe, in April. I think it's earlier. I think it's April, yeah. So uh, Wyoming, that's kind of the first first state there. Um, so use the special deer advantage or avoid it like the plague. Uh, if you have the money, seems like a good way to go. Um, but that's a lot of money, right? Real, real quick about the special draw. So, like, we, we talk about the difference, you know, being in a smaller pool and everything. And let's use you for an example. You have six preference points for elk in Wyoming. If you, because DNR will put this information out, or Game and Fish will put this information out for the states. It's how many people drew with how many points and what the success rate was, not only for the regular draw and the special draw, but like if you have six preference points and you know that the special draw is 100% at the unit you're looking at, do you take that or... Do you look at the regular John? Let's say it's anything less than seventy-five percent. Are you risking it? Me personally, yeah. I've always put in when I know it's a hundred percent draw, based on previous draw odds. Yeah, I always kind of apply when I know it's a sure thing. I try to budget, allocate enough money to go on one trip a year, um, and so I usually have done research for that hunt, and that's what I want to bank my money on. Um, yeah. Because I, I think that's a way. No, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say something you could run into, which I'm sure is a great problem. But say you apply in Montana and Wyoming, and you end up drawing both, then you got to figure it out. Not that you can't turn tags back in and that kind of stuff. There's some options there, but yeah, I think there's there's an advantage to that special draw too. Like if you know you can increase your odds to a hundred percent for a unit that you really want to hunt. For me, it's like, okay, maybe I will spend a little bit of extra money, not a little bit, the astronomical amount of money to know that it's a hundred percent draw and I can start focusing just on that. Like that's plan A. Yeah. All the way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you know, all we have is the data from last year, so it's never gonna be mm-hmm. perfect, which is why I say I hope I draw that tag. Yeah. Um 
but yeah, that's kind of Wyoming. So let's move. Uh, where should we move? Let's move south. Let's go to Colorado. Let's look at Colorado okay. for a second. So Colorado, true preference point state, whereas Wyoming is not exactly true preference points because they do have a random, uh, a, a percentage allocated in the random draw for non-residents. Um, so Colorado, March 1st to April 2nd this year, that's when they're open. So if you're thinking about hunting Colorado um, and applying for a license, uh, a limited entry license, not going over the counter, then those are the dates you need to be looking at on your calendar. Um, with Colorado, if you've never applied there, they use hunt codes to do their applications, which I found confusing at the beginning. Maybe I'm not very smart, but I found hunt codes to be kind of confusing until you look at it and break it down, and it's broken down by species, sex, unit, so on and so forth. So be sure you're looking up your hunt codes to plug them in um, when you get to that point. Um, what else you need to have proof of hunter education you do for Wyoming too. I should have mentioned that earlier. Um, application fee, $10. Um, you need a qualifying license. This is where Colorado gets you. They get you good here Yeah. just to apply, right? <laughs> uh, you have to buy a qualifying license, which is, this is highway robbery. Um, so there's a couple different ways you can get a qualifying license, but the two most popular for non-residents are a non-resident spring turkey tag or a non-resident small game tag. That turkey tag is going to run you 172 and the small game tag is going to run you $92. And that's just like, hey, I want to hunt elk in the fall. Cool. Buy this tag so you can come hunt rabbits, right? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, no squirrel is safe when I go to Colorado, because if I yeah. see one, I'm I'm popping them. Like, fuck yeah. it, I already have this small game tag that I had to buy, so yeah. I might as well get something out of it. You know, you go hunt for elk and end up with two rabbits. Yep. So the qualifying license, be sure you factor that into you, your budget there. Um, they also hit you with a habitat fee of $11.50. <laughs> um. And then if you're applying for a limited license, right, here are the, here are the prices. Antelope, 454 Deer, 453 Elk. All right. Good luck editing that out. Yep. <laughs> All right. Elk, 759 and that's your antlered or either sex price. So pretty reasonable prices there. Um, a little more expensive than the regular John Wyoming, but it's Colorado, largest elk herd uh, in the West, so speaks for itself there you got the over-the-counter option too this year as far as i know um hasn't been done away with yet proposals have been proposed but nothing yeah. in stone i don't think it's gonna affect this season i don't think but yeah. we will see we will see and we just had our first elk hunt in colorado in november elk don't exist so don't even bother don't worry about it yeah don't apply we saw, yeah. we didn't see any, at least within a mile. We didn't yep. get close. Nope. <laughs> sure didn't. Until we were driving back to the airport. Yeah, and then they were on the side of the road, of course. Yep. But heck. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> All right, so that's Colorado, and then um, talk about one of my other favorite states, Montana, great state of Montana. Um, I just knew 
when I started this journey back in 2018, I had to hunt in Montana. Just had to. It's Montana. I have to hunt here. So I started building preference points in that state. I'd never been there before, but just knew in my bones had to. Um, so if you feel similarly, uh, you want to get familiar with their system as well. Um, they have all sorts of different licenses. It can be somewhat difficult to understand as a new non-resident. Um, they have the deer, elk, combo license, uh, B licenses, um, all sorts of stuff. Preference points and bonus points, right? Difference between the two. Preference points help you with the general draw. Bonus points help you with limited entry units. Uh, so, you know, you want to do a little research there to understand the difference. Um, preference points go in as true preference points. Bonus points when you apply are squared. It's wild. Montana. It's <clears throat> it's so much to, to just look at and understand. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It is. Why can't all states just be the same? That's right. Just be the same. Should be the same. Uh, all right. So Montana opens March first, closes March or closes April first this year for the deer and elk general uh, or combo tags. Um, yeah, and we actually had a sweet, amazing hunt with our buddy Tyler Jensen in Montana not too long ago. And we have a sweet. Yeah, that was there. That was twenty twenty two. Went over yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. And sweet tip, yeah, go for the B license because you can pick up a B license. What was it, online or over the counter as a non-resident? You have to apply it's, with 100% draw. Okay, you have to apply, non-resident, 100% draw, and it's for does only, but only costs 70 bucks. 70 bucks. Seven zero. what an insane amount. And when I heard that, and we had just spent, seven hundred dollars for a buck i was tag. like oh boy yeah for a buck tag that was man 70 bucks sounds really nice yeah so if you want to just get a deer camp together with the boys or the or the gals uh, and go hunt somewhere cool you can go to montana pick up a b tag for 70 dollars and go on an extremely inexpensive hunt uh high probability of success there's a lot of deer yeah that's for big. sure um, and do that, you know, their, their deer tag is phenomenal too. You can hunt them during the rut. Not a lot of States allow that to happen on a general tag without it being limited entry. Don't know how long that's going to last. Um, cause I think the deer herds are suffering a little bit up there, but check out that B license. If you want to go hunt in Montana, um, our friends in Montana might hate that we're saying that. So don't tell them we we're going to get, yeah, we're going to get a text real fast saying what the hell. Cease and desist from Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> um, preference points in Montana uh, just closed. So if you missed them, too bad. So sad. Look for them again this as fall. I'm, as I'm logging in right now, just to double check whether I did or not. It closed at the end of December. Oh, boy. Yeah. I missed them too. It's okay. Oh, the other thing that's crazy about the Montana draw, here's a tip for you. If you have zero points, you have a better chance of drawing than me with one point, which is crazy. I don't understand that, but significant. Like, yeah, I think we, it's, yeah when, it's, when we applied with our two points, it was actually our friends who had a better chance applying as a party with zero points. Yeah. And that was wild. Yeah, I don't, 
understand that. I should I should look into that more. But if you have zero points, you have like like a seventy percent chance of drawing a buck tag. Yeah. Whereas if you have one point, I think it's like twenty or thirty. I'd have to get on my go hunt and check, but it's significant. <clears throat> um, also, look at Montana. If you're building preference points, you need to apply every three years, at least apply, or they burn your points. You can't just like build them and accrue points forever, which is what a lot of people do in Colorado and Arizona and Utah and Wyoming and just sit on them forever, um, which can be part of the point creep problem um, yeah montana doesn't let you do that so you have to apply every three years or they clean you out you have to start from zero again which i kind of like but i do too <clears throat> forces people to to use their points and and hopefully not make some of these units you know 30 year units yeah you know that we see but there kind of is a way around that isn't there so like let's say i'm coming up on my third year and I just put in for a unit that takes, you know, like 15 points to get. Is Montana the same way where, like, if I don't draw my first choice, then you can get your second or third and not burn your points? Is it the same way? Yeah, just apply for something crazy if you want to keep building points. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a little tip there um, yeah. to help keep your points, you know, for a longer amount of time. Because people are going to be like, how do you build? How do you get past that three, four-year hump? You know, just apply for an astronomical unit, and if you get it, great. You may not get it, but you yep. get to keep your points. Yeah, and we've used that strategy in Wyoming as well. Yep. Trying to draw, actually draw your second choice versus your first. And I may have misspoke. We need to look it up before we post this, but I may have misspoke about the special not burning your preference points. But if you don't draw your first choice in Wyoming and you draw your second, that definitely doesn't burn your preference points. So you can draw the unit you want if you're strategic with it and keep your preference points, which is ideal. Yeah. We'll put tip. a disclaimer. We'll put a disclaimer in the description. Disclaimer. I don't know what I'm talking about. Don't sue us. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. And then uh, last one we'll talk about here is New Mexico. New Mexico's open right now. Um. Again, this is a state that I have to hunt before I die. I want to hunt it as much as possible. I want to hunt all these places as much as possible. But New Mexico is open right now. <clears throat> um, January 18th to March 20th for elk and deer. So open right now till March 20th. I like New Mexico for a couple different reasons, but they don't have preference points. They don't fool with any of that nonsense. It's a totally random draw every year for every person. You're not special. Right, you don't get to roll in there with twenty three preference points. Um, it's just even keel for everybody across the board. I mean, it's really low, really low draw odds for a lot of people. Sometimes two and a half percent or lower for some of the nicer units, but everybody and that's has residents. Residents included. Don't know about residents. Okay, just out of at least we know for out of state. Just yeah, even for keel not across residents. the board. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and then, you know, the tip for New Mexico, which experienced people would know this as well, but um, a way that you can kind of work around that and have a higher chance of drawing is to go through what's called the outfitter pool. And so the state will allocate X amount of tags to only be drawn for outfitters for business and revenue. What's the word I'm looking for? You, you know, makes money makers, right? Because it costs yeah. money to go for an outfitter and it's good for the state kind of thing. Good for out, outfitting business. 
Um, yeah. So a lot of outfitters, you can apply through the outfitter um, with an outfitter license. You have to use an official registered outfitter, um, but you can apply in that pool through an outfitter. And that doesn't mean you're necessarily paying for a $10,000 outcome, but um, they will help you draw that tag and get you set up or whatever loopholes you need to go through to make that happen. So outfitter draws are popular in New Mexico to increase your draws as well. I didn't know that. Learn something new. That's what I'm here for. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so we'll see where we end up this fall. Um, I need to put in my elk application ASAP before I forget. It'll be here before we know That's, it. I need to do I was going like to say, you're, you're, you're going for Wyoming elk this year. Yeah. That's I want to so bad. So I bad. Know. I feel like Colorado was a tease. And yeah. now it's like, I have to get one. Yeah, if you're listening and you have a ranch in Wyoming, let me know. I got 20 bucks with your name on it. Yeah. I've got a six pack of Presidentes. Presidentes. You want me to tag along? <laughs> yeah, that's right, dude. Well, cool. Maybe we'll keep doing these uh, application season videos as we continue. We'll look at some other states. We want to look at Arizona. We want to talk about Utah. We want to talk about... South Dakota, we get some whitetail folks on here to talk about Kansas and Oklahoma. Um, I believe Kentucky elk is open right now for applications as well. Um, I think so. And, and Virginia, rumor has it, Virginia, I was looking at this earlier and I couldn't get a clear answer, but they might be opening their elk to out-of-staters. Now it might be like one tag, I don't know, but... I saw that there there might be a draw for that one, not just for residents. That's dog. Oh, Boone. Cool. Well, that's good for me, dude. Does that work for you? That works for me. You're you're my you're my point guy. You're the guy I come to. I don't know what I'm doing. You just tell me what to do. Well, I'm no expert, but if there's any listeners who have any questions, any newbies, that's more my speed. Um, Want to get into Western hunting? Interested in. How, how do I get involved? How do I dip my feet into this? Understanding different states or planning a strategy um, to build preference points, any of that kind of stuff. Reach out, shoot, shoot us a message um, on Instagram, Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast on IG and uh, ask questions. Love to field some. So hope to hear from everybody. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, as always, we appreciate the hell of you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Later.